RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Patriots. And of course, welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. Why does it appear that Rumble is not broadcasting? Yeah, I see it now. All right. Now it should be good. We're just waiting for Rumble to catch up. My computer has been giving me hella problems the last couple of days. Well, at least we're live over on the Foxhole, looks like. And should be good over there on Rumble now. Yes, refresh. There we go. All right. I am pleased to announce the return of Uncensored Abe. He's live with me in the studio. Good to have my old buddy here talking about all of the insanity we are witnessing, not just here in America, but all across these beautiful oceans and valleys. Do me a favor. If you are just getting here, don't forget to like and share. Don't forget to hit that button, letting the audience around you know that this is a quality program. And thank you for supporting the show and for supporting myself and Uncensored Abe. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. Abe and I will be right back after this. All right. Welcome back to the program, everyone. Oops. Hang on just a second. I got to fix this. Everything is uh, going wrong with my setup today. I don't know what the deal is, but... Anyways, Abe, it's so good to have you back here on the show, dude. How you been? You're muted. It has been a uh, a rough go of it, uh, but yeah. I have been uh, staying um, in heavy in the prayer and uh, the family. Um, you know, all of you out there have been just amazingly uplifting and amazingly supportive. And I just I can't thank you all enough for staying by my side during a very rough time of my life. And I'm looking forward to uh, closing a book and opening up a new opening up a new book instead of just a chapter. I'm glad to hear it, man. You know, this is one thing that I want everybody who's here watching. You know, remember this: you guys are part of a community. We have a, a, a just a vast network of people that you can quite literally rely on for so many different things. You know, you need somebody to talk to; you're guaranteed somebody's going to be there. You know, you just want to jump on the phone, I guarantee you, somebody will be there to take that call. And of course, you know, we've got all of these incredible shows and patriots putting out this information. So you've always got a chat that you can pop into and meet somebody or say hello or find somebody who's a kindred spirit. Um, I, I, I hang Ted Alien Surfer this morning. 
I saw a message from you saying that you were going to be in uh, my general neck of the woods. You are going to be very, very far from where I'm at. So I don't think it's possible for us to meet up in the time frame that we have allotted. But uh, I appreciate it. And anytime somebody comes down to north northeast Florida, you just let me know. And uh, if we can get together and have lunch, we'll go ahead and do that. But Abe, you know, the last couple of weeks, I feel like we were talking before the show. It's just uh, I feel like it's been more of the same. You know, the the news cycle is obviously never ending. They're constantly filling it uh, with uh, with 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 new problems and new reactions for us uh, to uh, find solutions for. And um, I, I think that probably the most exciting thing for me in the last 24 hours was uh, Merrick Garland's testimony uh, and more more importantly, the grilling that he was getting from the Republicans. Did you happen to catch any of that? Yes. And I, you know, I have been one of the probably the ultimate cynics with regards to these hearings in D.C. And I'm OK, more talk. And yeah, but uh, Chip Roy kind of addressed that yesterday as well. Um, you know, for us who have been in this for so long and in the, you know, in the weeds for so long, we've seen this, we've studied it. Those of you who have been listening to Zach, those of you who have been listening to anybody out there who presents news in a different fashion have heard it all before, but maybe it's not always just for us. And mm-hmm. we have to kind of realize that, you know, there are people who are looking to their trusted sources on C-SPAN for their information and they're finally getting this information and they're actually trusting it. So, you know, while it has been, uh, you know, brutally slow and, and tough to, to go through over and over again, the same, seems like the same news stories playing back over and over again. Um, we do see the bigger awakening happening. We do see people waking up. We do see uh, things like what happened in Chicago and other places around the country uh, happening. And there's more to come on the legal front, too, even though that stuff takes forever. Um, there's more to come. And so I hope you all stay patient. Avoid the black pills. Avoid the shiny objects and the balloons in the sky and stay strong uh, with your and get outside of your comfort comfort zone with your only trusted sources. Listen to other people. People that you maybe in the past, you know, have have rubbed you the wrong way or have been uh, misled by others or people like me who have been maybe harsh in some way. Um, op- open your minds to other sources of information than just the ones that you always listen to. And I think for us in our community, uh, the more we reach out to um, others who have been through this same little you know, in a box over here and a box over there, those boxes are finally, you know, merging into a bigger community of people who now see how we've been all been manipulated and, and misled and, and, and all of that. And, and I just hope that, um, you know, me personally, I've been working on, um, you know, reaching out to those other groups and people that I'd normally disagree with and, and just chatting and talking. And, and I think the more we do that as, as a people who are, um, trying to open their minds to what's happening in our world, the better off we are. And we're seeing that happen, not just in our community, but nationwide and worldwide. It's, it's amazing to watch, man. I, I think you're right. You know, I, I think that uh, having our ideas challenged and being able to uh, engage in discussions with people that we don't agree with, 
uh, it, it either helps us to find uh, uh, the closest answer to the truth, because, you know, sometimes we think we know everything, but we actually are not fully informed. Uh, and then other times it can help us to uh, create a, a, a better foundation for what our beliefs are and and uh, and what information we actually hold. You know, I mean, when we're challenged, we have to think harder about why we believe the way we believe things and uh, what it is that we're actually using as evidence to back this stuff up. Um, real quick, uh, we have Tommy the Scott out here in the chat. Zach, where did all the magnesium citrate disappear to? Can't find it on any store shelves. I personally haven't had any problems. I've definitely seen it out there. And I def- I just looked online and I saw plenty of vendors uh, that are offering it online. I guess it depends on uh, what what you're using the magnesium for. Is it just a laxative? You know, then, um, you know, maybe it's just your local town. Maybe it's just the supplier that uh, is uh, uh, providing it there. Um, personally, I think that, um, you know, for me taking magnesium as a supplement, I'm pretty sure it's magnesium oxide that I take because it's a more bioavailable form of magnesium and you really need magnesium. A lot of people are deficient in it. Um, but, uh, but yes, I, I would say check online. Uh, that's probably, um, you know, going to be a surefire way to find it if you can't find it locally, but I haven't heard anything nefarious about it. One thing that I did here before we came on the show, and this goes back to the idea of, uh, challenging those things that we see and read online. Uh, Lisa, Red Pill Girlfriend, had sent me a tweet from somebody I'd never heard of who said, uh, breaking news, Jim Jordan just announces that Ray Epps has flipped on the January 6th committee. He watched them start testifying against themselves. Hey, that's an awesome tweet, right? You know, I mean, like, that's exactly what we've been waiting for, isn't it? Uh, it sounds like a real raw news headline to me, though, you know, like breaking news. Uh, the Marines have killed FBI agents planting bombs at substations in Idaho. Uh, you know, saucer GTFO. You, you have to back something like that up. I, any, you have to be so careful because people will put something like that out, knowing full well that there is going to be a large audience who wants that to be true and hopes it to be true. And then people share it and they like it and they retweet it. And then the next thing you know, this guy gets uh, tons of followers. It could be totally legit. But there's nothing to back it up at this point. So I'm, I, I'm not holding my breath on it. But I do have a lot of hope for Jim Jordan, the weaponization of government committee. And, and if Ray Epps flips, you know, it's definitely going to be to him. But yesterday with this testimony of Merrick Garland, I think you brought up an excellent point, Abe. You know, a, a lot of times because we've been following this stuff for so long, it's so easy to get jaded. You know, it's like we see the testimony, we see the questions. We're like, why the hell weren't they asking these questions two years ago? You know, why is it only now that uh, this stuff is coming out? Well, you, you got to remember that there are people out there who have no idea that this stuff has been going on. They don't realize the government's been weaponized against us. Uh, the other day with the lab leak stuff, you know, I did a, a, a I think it was Occam's Razor. I, I put it in the headline and uh, somebody had said, you know, ah, if it's if it's not new, it's not news. And uh, and then he was like, oh, wait, I just realized. Think about all those people who didn't know that the lab leak theory wasn't really a theory. And all of those people are now going to see that report and they're going to say, well, what the heck? What have I been doing for the last two, three, four years going after anybody who told me that this thing was the really the way that it happened? And now they're going to have the opportunity to uh, to come to Jesus in a sense. You know, I mean, they're going to be coming to the truth. And I think that you cannot overstate the importance of that. You know, every single time we see a piece of news or a piece of information and we say, you know what, we knew that. 
you know, don't get too high and mighty because I guarantee you there are people out there who are just realizing that for the first time. It's like the idea of that first red pill. You know, think back in your life. You know, what was the first thing that really cracked your eggshell? What was the first thing that you were like, oh, my God, you know, things are not the way I've been led that they are. Uh, the world that I live in is a total lie. Turns out the government's been trying to kill us. They orchestrated 9-11. Looks like the Chinese and the United States government, with the help of EcoHealth Alliance, released COVID-19 onto the world. What are you? T- you're telling me that they have a patent for the COVID-19 genome before anybody even knows it existed? You know, every single one of those could have been that red pill, that ultimate red pill for somebody in your life. And now you got to look back at your own life and remember the time that you had your first red pill and what it was like, you know, what was happening in your world, what was happening in your mind. And, uh, you know, immediately I bet you you were hungry and thirsty for knowledge. And now here we are and we got a whole bunch of millions of people waking up right now. It's been the most frustrating part for me during this whole journey from the beginning is I probably have spent more time researching disinformation than sharing information. And because of that, like I've I've been labeled from everything from a government agent to a to a shill to a paid Mossad agent to a, <laughs> you, you name it, bro. Um, it's been hilarious to watch. But, you know, really. Well, I feel responsibility to my audience, not to just, you know, puppet and repeat everything that I see or find a shiny object headline to get viewers or to push information to to gain more notoriety or anything like that. Everything that I've ever wanted to do from the beginning is is lead my audience into a different way of looking at what's being presented to them. And it's been it's been brutal. It's been, it's been every single time I have done info research on, on a topic or a, or a trending topic or a new book sales. Um, I've been thrashed and beat down and I, and I don't, that's not, I, I don't care. Right. But I want to help the audience see how disinformation gets seeded among information that is more relevant or more important to, in the same realm. So you'll see, you know, uh, an important news story drop. And as soon as, or before it drops, you know, all kinds of stuff over here to look at all kinds of stuff over there to look at, and it's gotten worse and it's going to continue to get worse. And, you know, everybody out there has their trusted source, right? I like, I love Tucker Carlson. So, so everything that Tucker Carlson says must be 100% truth. I love Glenn Beck. So everything Glenn Beck says must be 100% true. I don't have to actually research deeper into what he's saying. I'll just repeat or retruth or, or whatever, what, whatever that person says. And the more all of us, including Tucker and Glenn and everybody else out there, um, reaches outside your zone of comfort for who your trusted source is and maybe just do a quick two minute search on the topic or maybe look to somebody else that has, is doing a show on that topic or a discussion on that topic and listen to the more different perspectives. Um, for all of us, not just me, for all of us, the more out, the more we get outside of our comfort zone of information, the better off we're all going to be. And, and that, that's my only hope for all of you out there is, is as much as I have tried to guide people away from disinformation and show them uh, what's really happening and what's really important in the world. Um, I hope all of us learn that same lesson going forward because it's going to get, I mean, in the next two year or two, it's going to get interesting. It's going to get very interesting. And <clears throat> Lisa uh, mentioned something over in the chat. She said, you know, you'd think more people 
would want to be looking into what's actually happening, you know. But here's the thing, you know, we are dealing with and we are fighting against a highly sophisticated and entrenched propaganda machine. You know, I I mean, I, I would imagine that before you really swallowed that first red pill, there were probably times where you were confronted with something that was the opposite of what you had been told. But there is that cognitive dissonance that they program into us, that they teach you from the first moment that you walk into school that the authority, the the government, the teachers, you know, whoever it is that's directing you is telling you the way things are. Those are the people that you listen to. Okay, they automatically discount other things around that. So just remember that those people, even though they may not have fully woken up yet, I think it takes a tremendous amount of pressure and deprogramming to allow them to fully open up their minds and to recognize that things are very different from what they have been told. Uh, so don't get too frustrated with them. Remember that, you know, everybody is on their own timeline here, and it might take them a little bit longer. Uh, here, <laughs> well, Siang says, uh, there is no more doing our own research due to censorship. Things I used to be able to find on the internet are now memory hold, even on DuckDuckGo. It's true. It is more difficult to do research, but it's not impossible to do research. You just have to be more creative and you have to go down more rabbit holes. Just because something is no longer easy doesn't mean that it's impossible. Uh, so there actually is still the possibility of doing your own research, and you see it on a daily basis. People actually do it. It might take you a little bit longer, and that's by design. I'm not lying. Um, excuse me. I'm not saying that it's not. You know, these people in power, the gatekeepers of information, they want to make it as difficult as possible for you. But that information is still out there. It's just the the manner in which you seek it out and uh, the amount of time that you're willing to put into it. So uh, you don't use just DuckDuckGo. You don't use just Google. You, you don't use just FreeSpoke. And there are a number of other ones out there. When I search for something online, I look on all of these different search engines, okay? And I cross-reference what the results are on all of them. And, uh, you know, getting back to the idea of multiple sources, um, hey, no problem, brother, no problem. Uh, getting back to the idea of it, uh, of, uh, of different sources, you know, when I'm looking up a story. I don't just look up what the conservative point of view is. I'm not just on Gateway Pundit or Breitbart or Daily Caller or, you know, looking at these podcasts. I go and look and see what's being reported about it in the left-wing media uh, because I want to know what their narrative is. It helps me to understand where the people on the left are coming from and where those ultimately brainwashed people are coming from. So I think that that's a healthy way to do it. Yes, Nicolette, exactly. Going to the Wayback Machine. You'd be surprised at how many articles are uh, updated uh, uh, for a modern audience, how how they're changed over time. Um, And uh, also there is a a service, and I'm sorry the name of it escapes me, me right now. But it allows you to go back and look at photocopied versions of news stories that have been scanned in from like every newspaper on planet Earth. You know, that is a tremendous tool for you to have at your disposal. Does it cost money? Yes. But maybe you can be part of a research group and, you know, you have five, ten people and everybody shares the cost and you each get access to it. You know, there are, are there are ways to do it. Um, <clears throat> okay. And uh, 
Shang says I'm a girl. I don't know. Sean G says I'm a girl. Uh, I have a boy's name because I'm Irish, legit Irish. Uh, yeah, okay, no problem. If I called you a dude, I, I didn't mean to, but maybe somebody else did. Either way, no big deal. Well, listen. He's an Irishman. <laughs> so I, I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to play a, a clip of that testimony from yesterday. Um, I, I put it in the title. You know, we've we've had a number of whistleblowers that have come forward with allegations of criminal activity by the Biden regime and the Biden crime family. And uh, Chuck Grassley was grilling Merrick Garland about the fact that no movement has taken place. You know, we don't have a special counsel looking into certain things. We, We don't even have a proper investigation. And yet at the same time that all of these whistleblowers have come forward with allegations of felonies, oftentimes they have evidence the DOJ is busy prosecuting abortion activists or, or right to life activists, I should say, uh, going after. Remember that that uh, that uh, pastor, they went after him. They uh, they they raided his home with the FBI and the DOJ uh, held him and his kids at gunpoint. Thank God he was found not guilty. That's uh, a big thing. Oh, you know what? And also, uh, I need to make a correction from this past week. I was talking about greater Idaho. And I said that Kate Brown was still governor of, of, uh, of Oregon. She hasn't been governor since the beginning of the year. Uh, Tina Kotek is the governor. I was just so used to making fun of Kim, uh, uh, Kate Brown for all those years. So thank you very much for your correction, viewer. And then also, uh, I, I mentioned on the air that the map that was in that Gateway Pundit article seemed to be larger than the maps I had seen in the past. And apparently it's because it's the stretch goal map for the uh, ultimate wishes of Greater Idaho, the people behind Greater Idaho, and the initial counties that would become part of Idaho, uh, it's really only like the uh, the right half of the state, the eastern portion of the state. So, yeah, wanted to make sure I made that correction. And before you play that video, you know, one of the things that I have tried to help my audience with and myself with is imagine the censorship that we have been facing in America. Oh yeah. Now imagine being a Russian or a Chinese, or a South American, or a, a, a Central American, or or a, pick one. Um, all of us have information that is guided. So if you go to Yandex, for for instance, you're going to have censored information based on a Russian audience. Mm-hmm. If you go to Google, you're going to have censored information based on a worldwide audience, yeah. right? Um, so the more all of us realize that all of the information that has been given to us has been almost targeted towards us to manipulate us and set the foundation at, we don't know anything. It's very hard. If you, if you wrap your identity around who you are as a, as a, as a political figure, as a, as a, as an activist, it's very hard to pull yourself down to none of us knows a damn thing. And we're, we all just need to start at, at step one. And I hope, I hope all of us can, can keep that in mind as we go forward here. Cause we're going to really need to do that. All right, let's go ahead and play this clip of Senator Grassley, who I uh, still like, it- I still trust. Uh, I think that Chuck Grassley has the best interests of Americans at heart. Let's go ahead and listen. Uh, If the Justice Department received information that foreign persons had evidence of improper or unlawful financial payment uh, paid to elected officials or other politically exposed persons, and those payments may have influenced policy decisions, would that pose a national security concern and demand a full investigation? And when Ray was here, he seemed to answer that question 
in, in, uh, uh, that it was a national security concern. I want your opinion. Uh, in the way that you're if – I, if I follow the question exactly right, if it's an agent of a foreign government asking um, uh, someone uh, and paying someone to uh, do things to support that foreign government in secret, yes, uh, I definitely think that would be a national security problem. Uh, okay, so the reason that's a catch-22 is because, obviously, that's what happened with the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Patrick Ho, spy chief of China, Hunter Biden's words, Hunter Biden's words, paying the Biden crime family to gain access to Joe Biden while he was vice president. And, of course, you know, still while he is allegedly president of the United States. Uh, so now the question is, Abe. Why in the hell hasn't Mayor Garland done anything about this, especially when we have agents, uh, federal employees coming forward and letting him know, letting Chuck Grassley and his committee know that the Bidens are in a pay to play scheme? Yeah, many multiple pay to play schemes. I mean, I, I have some hope that there's an investigation ongoing that they can't talk about some things. But I got to be honest, there's so much information being released about Hunter Biden's laptop and I mean, all, all of this stuff that it, it, it concerns me that that these investigations have been tainted and, and they're not going to really get to the bottom of how bad it is as far as the public's fear sees, you know, maybe like a, like a McCain style thing, right, where mm-hmm. he has a state funeral and everyone celebrates how much of a great person he was, but he's at least gone, um, you know, things like that. So I, I don't have a whole lot of hope in these investigations or and especially these special counsels, um, you know, so I. I, I, I'm having a hard time trying to see how this is going to lead to, to actual, um, arrest or, or, or criminality as far as the Biden family goes because they're so connected and they have so much immunity. That's half the reason why people run for office is for that immunity. So that's one side of it. The other side of it is, um, the public it has been, um, uh, manipulated to a point where anybody who dared discuss COVID or the Biden laptop or anything else have all been proven to be censored. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if once the public learned that, that anybody who dared talk about these things was, uh, was censored, dehumanized, demonetized and everything else. Now people are like, Oh, well, what's there? So, you know, part of this too, to me seems to be more about, um, trying to bring people to the awareness of how, how much weaponization against the American people and the world has happened by our government. I, yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that as a possibility. Now, after answering the question on a national security threat, Grassley flipped it and gave Garland a very specific example, talking about those uh, dozen or so whistleblowers that came forward with allegations of criminal activity. Let's take a listen. Gate that the Justice Department and the FBI had at one time over a dozen sources that provided potentially criminal information relating to Hunter Biden. The alleged volume and similarity of the information would demand that the Justice Department investigate the truth and accuracy of the information. According to uh, what's accordingly, what steps has the Justice Department taken to determine the truth and accuracy of information provided? Uh, Congress and the American people, I think, have a right to know. Um, so, uh, as the committee well knows from my confirmation hearing, I promise uh, to leave. I promised to leave the matter of Hunter Biden in the hands of the U.S. Attorney 
uh, for the District of Delaware who was appointed uh, in the previous administration. So any information like that should have gone uh, or should or should have uh, gone to that U.S. Attorney's offices and the FBI squad that's working uh, with him. I have pledged not to interfere uh, with that investigation, and I uh, have carried through on my pledge. Now, everybody knows the Department of Justice and the FBI, they can't comment on an ongoing investigation. And uh, all I can say is that I hope and I pray that this information that Grassley is talking about did, in fact, go to that U.S. attorney in Delaware. uh, And that investigation is still ongoing and will deliver some indictments or some type of punishment for Hunter and for the Biden family. I have to be honest, though, I just I, I I don't see it as a real distinct possibility as long as Joe Biden is still in office. I think that uh, it would be much more to their standards to make him a sacrificial lamb once he's out of office. I would love to see it happen under the Biden administration, at least uh, some accountability of some kind with Devin Archer and the whole the whole crime family. Um, but what I hear from Garland, you know, in, in his coded speak, there is, I promise to not interfere in the cover up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. You know, um, the, sometimes uh, you can still cover something up, uh, you know, actively or inactively. Obviously, doing nothing is tantamount to a cover up as well. So, all I can say is uh, I am hoping against hope that we're going to see something uh, result from that. Let me actually show you guys. Uh, well, we got to take a break for the second half of the show, but then I have a really, really interesting story, which may or may not surprise the vast majority of you. Give me just a second. We'll be right back. <clears throat> okay. Now, uh, oh, over here on Rumble, Sea uh, Meadows. If Hunter is prosecuted under Biden's administration, he will receive a presidential pardon. I think you're absolutely right. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm actually hoping that we are not going to see prosecution under Joe Biden's regime, because that would make it way too easy for Hunter to get off. Um, We have a number of additional subjects to talk about, but I want to begin the second half of the show with word coming out of College Park, Maryland. Uh, Surprising, not me, uh, maybe not surprising any of you, Maryland, of course, uh, being right there, spook central. We've got Langley not too far away from there. Uh, The Democratic mayor of College Park, Maryland, was just arrested on 56 counts of child pornography. That's horrible, but at least the bastard got caught. 56 counts. His name is Patrick Wojahan. Uh, He's 47 years old. He's been charged with 40 counts of possession of child exploitative material and 16 counts of distribution of child exploitative material. This is coming out of the Prince George's County Police Department. Uh, The investigation began because the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children contacted authorities uh, earlier in February about a social media account uh, that pinged in a country that child porn had been uploaded to uh, as early as January 2023. So this 46 counts uh, essentially spans just from the beginning of the year. More than likely, the mayor of College Park, the Democrat mayor of College Park, was probably engaging 
in the distribution and uh, maybe even production of child pornography for quite some time. Um, I'm I'm excited that this guy got caught, but, you know, at the same time, it's bittersweet because we have children who have been victimized. Uh, So it's difficult to get too excited about it. But again, it's a Democrat. I'm not all that surprised. Yeah, there's um, there's been a lot of uh, of that going around, and and it's it's the the worst part about it is I, I, the worst and best part about it is they've gotten away with it for so long that they believe that they can continue to get away with it, and that's why when people forget about uh, when people forget about um, Epstein and Maxwell and Weinstein and and. Uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff, how how huge that is, because that's how they would manipulate and control people in the past. And now information has been, you know, uh, brought into the public sphere. These people are being held accountable. And every single day you can find tens, if not hundreds of these kind of things from all around the world. There's a major operation happening right now. And I just... God bless them all. I hope I hope God stays with them and continues to guide them in their work because uh, it's a huge problem, not just in America, but around the world. But Americans especially have have uh, I don't know, a, a uh, have broken down the basics of uh, of hu- humanity and uh, and protecting our innocent. And the more that we uh, see these people, people being held accountable, the better we are in the future. So, I, you know, Amen. yeah. So so here's the thing. Somebody in the chat mentioned something about, you know, it's like we're getting used to the idea of nothing happening. I don't think that's the attitude we should take. That's certainly not the attitude that I take. I am just selective with uh, my displays of emotion. I'm selective with the uh, anger and righteous indignation that I funnel. And uh, make no mistake, just because certain things haven't happened that we wanted to happen by now doesn't mean that things aren't taking place. The the. What I've always tried to remind people of is that our timeline is not God's timeline, okay? Justice will come to these people ultimately in one form or another, and it doesn't mean that it's going to happen in the way that we demand it to happen. doesn't mean that it's going to happen in the time frame that we want it to happen either. Uh, so, you know, although maybe we haven't seen indictments and prosecutions for certain crimes we know have happened— We are at the same time seeing operations like this, Uh, Democrat politicians being brought down for their disgusting victimization of children. I think that's a win. And at the same time, Americans like us are getting activated and becoming part of the system so that we can take out these corrupt politicians. This is an operation that has been at play for decades and decades. Okay, they have been working to subjugate and enslave us. For as long as I've been alive and as long as many of you out there have been alive, okay? And so to undo that, it's not something that can just happen overnight. And it's not something that I think we can believe will happen uh, in in a quick and timely fashion. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And it's going to take a tremendous amount of mental, physical, and emotional capital. And we all have to be ready to invest it. We have to be willing to continue to press on despite the appearance of, uh, you know, not getting what we want. I got to be honest with you. My whole life has not been one picnic. I oftentimes don't get what I want. 
all right? Just because I want something doesn't mean that God is going to grant it to me like Willy Wonka and Veruca Salt, okay? That's just not how the, the game works, okay? God delivers us what we need at the time that we most need it. God provides for us, all right? And it's up to us to work within the confines of the system that we find ourselves in, all right? So do not allow yourself to lose faith. Do not allow yourself to get used to the idea that nothing's going to happen because I tell you that's not what's actually happening. Uh, and continue to press forward. I ask you every single show to look in the mirror and ask yourself, what are you doing in your community, your local area? What are you doing specifically to further the message that we are trying to send, that we want to take America back, that we want to reinstill classic conservative American values, okay, that we want to ensure that this nation survives for future generations. You know, what are you doing? I'm not saying that you're not doing anything, but I'm saying it's a good idea to look in the mirror and to remind yourself every single day of what it is you are doing so that you can look at yourself and remember that something is happening because you're living proof of it. There, there's a lot happening in the world and, and you know, they don't, they don't let us see, you, you, you know, what's really going on in DC and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when you see a news story about a certain topic or something like that, it's telling you something, but it's not really telling you the whole story. And that's on all sides of the aisle. Really, you got to dig a little deeper or see a little bit through what they're doing. But also, more importantly, our society and society as a whole has been manipulated by everything around us from music to movies to Disney to everything you see to sexualize children. This has been going on for a long time. And our our uh, our our baby boomers and the rest have seen it going on for a long time. And when you when you create a society that sexualizes children and then doesn't pun doesn't have a society that punishes children, you get what two years in prison for child exploitation in some cases. Yeah, the, yeah. the punishment for this is just a freaking joke. And so I hope that uh, the the influencers that have the ability to affect those things at the local and the state and the government level come to a uh, come to Jesus moment here and remind the world that our children are the most important thing in the world, but. The, the manipulation is a microcosm of the bigger picture. Shirley Temple is a great point, Red Pill Mom. Um, uh, the, the manipulation of our society and the sexualization of children has, has created a culture that their, their minds are almost programmed into, um, it, believing that it's okay. And uh, you see that in the Jimmy Dore and the other stuff that's out there. Um, not Jimmy Dore, excuse me. Uh, uh, Patton, um, what was his name? Uh, Patton Oswald or whatever, oh, where he Patton was on Oswald, Twitter. Yeah. yeah, where he was on Twitter. Sorry, Jimmy Dore, not Jimmy Dore. Uh, Patton Oswald. <laughs> where he, my bad, brother. He, he's been on fire lately. Um, uh, uh, you you see my point though. You mm -hmm. you see that in the the way that the, on, on Twitter and other places that they they would just what? Why are you so racist against uh, pedophilia or you know whatever it may be? <laughs> It, it, it's like you know it, they believe it's okay and and it's not just it's not just music and our culture and D disney um the church has has been manipulated right. and has been corrupted right. to a point where it is failing society as well as well right. so um where you know the future is going to change on that front and more people are going to be held accountable. And I hope that uh, we can find a way at the local state and government level to really hold these people accountable because the, the punishment for this is just does not fit the crime at all.
Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly believe, and I have for a long time, that regional solutions are how we're going to fix this problem. Because everybody thinks too big. You know, of course, you know, looking at the entirety of the United States, all of the corruption and these just terrible politicians, of course, it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to feel disenfranchised. That's by design, guys. <laughs> Make no mistake. They are doing that on purpose. They want you to feel hopeless. They want you to believe that all is lost. They want you to believe that you will never be able to affect any change. But it's all a lie. It's all a lie. And we have proven it time and time again at the local level. All right. The only question is, how much time can you devote to ensuring that we save America? All right. And it, it, it seriously is something that we all need to address. We need to have some time set aside in our daily lives. Now, uh, of course, I saw people mentioning this because I talked about this in the introduction to the show, and it's been a hot button issue. Uh, we are, of course, talking about this new legally binding agreement with the World Health Organization, which a lot of people are worried about what it's going to mean for sovereignty of America and for our citizens and our right to choose our own response uh, to global health, I guess, catastrophes. Because this World Health Organization treaty uh, apparently has been affirmed to be uh, accepted by Joe Biden. Uh, something like this should be ratified in the Senate, but Joe Biden is unilaterally trying to push it through. It hasn't happened yet, but a lot of people are saying it's a foregone conclusion. Personally, I think that this is going to be a litmus test for what the American people will accept. Uh, I think that if uh, if people just roll over and say, fine, we give sovereignty over to the World Health Organization, then, yeah, terrible things will happen, all right? They will take that as an opportunity to force inoculations, to keep people locked up, uh, and to put the next pandemic into action, okay? And it's all going to be about control. But I guarantee you that this will be challenged in U.S. courts, and it may take it going up to the Supreme Court, uh, but... I do not believe that the precedence exists for the president of the United States to unilaterally hand over that control to a, a global governance body. Uh, this is antithetical to everything that the United States stands for. And I, I also think that on a, on a regional level, uh, that local people will not be willing to accept brown or excuse me, the, the blue helmets to roll into their neighborhoods and force them to get inoculated. That's an invading force as far as I'm concerned, Abe. What do you think about this? Uh, the stuff that's going on in Australia, I take it as what you're referencing. Um, well, no, I mean, I, I don't even know about Australia. I'm talking about this World Health Organization treaty that uh, Joe Biden is uh, signing the United States onto. I, I think that they're trying to get all countries to sign onto it, but I haven't actually seen any coverage of, of, uh, of anything happening as a result of it. Uh, essentially, what this does is hands over to the World Health Organization uh, the uh, authoritative decision-making policies uh, to them so that if there is a global pandemic that they, uh, that they affirm exists, then they have the power to come into any country that signs and dictate what local health policy will be. So they say there is a monkeypox pandemic. They go into a nation and they say, all of you have to get monkeypox vaccines over my dead body. I'm not going to let anybody stick me with a needle. That's not going to happen. And I think there's a lot of you out there who will feel exactly the same way as I do. And I will stand my ground on that. I would rather die on my feet 
than submit on my knees with a needle in my arm. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of this to me, I, I just see clown show. I mean, I, I see President Trump. Remember when President Trump went told the World Health, Health Organization to go fly a kite? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It, you know, I, that's where I stay. <laughs> nothing, nothing coming out of this administration to me uh, gives me any kind of reaction whatsoever because it's an illegitimate administration, number one. And number two, the things that President Trump put in place were directed at, at being effective at, at at guarding American people from their rights being violated. So, um, you know, I, I see this as another gaslighting campaign to the American people, a chance to try to force people into uh, into submission and or uh, normalization of that kind of topic. But what I do see is is other people around the world, such as in Australia and other places, um, you know, being seriously affected by this stuff. So while it may not be, uh, um, you know, it, it should be uh, on our radar of what they're trying to do as far as, you know, what's coming our way, because it's happening other places around the world and other people are being affected by this. So oh, absolutely. It, it should it's be concerning, right? It, it, it should be concerning. This is definitely something we should be paying attention to. And the, the way that they're getting around this is because this holds this this holds the enforceability of a treaty. But they're saying it's not a treaty. And so therefore, the Senate doesn't have to ratify it. But they are essentially stating that they're going to give this power over. So if there was ever anything and I've said this every single time, if there's ever anything that you're going to contact your elected representatives for, you know, whether it's House and Senate, you need to be doing both. Uh, And I I would also reach out to your local elected representatives, you know, your state house, your state legislature. Let them know that this is not the kind of thing that we can allow the president or the resident, excuse me, uh, to be unilaterally making a decision on. This is the usual wordplay that they do. You know, they they will take something, they will give it a new definition and they will say therefore, you know, it's okay. We're going to go ahead and do it because it's not what you already know deep in your heart it actually is. This is something completely different and so therefore we can go ahead and just hand this over. Um, you know, pandemic preparedness as far as I can tell is not necessarily the World Health Organization's uh coup de grace. You know, they they really don't know what they're doing. This is not about keeping people healthy. This is about controlling people. So, you must reach out to the people who can actually do something about this before they actually have the opportunity to hand our sovereignty over. There is something that could be done. I'm sure that Congress could pass a bill and say, you know, hey, the the president of the United States doesn't have the power to do this under any circumstance. I mean, I I believe that the powers of the president are already clearly enumerated, and uh, we just need to more clearly define them for the people that would come along and, uh, and try to take away our sovereignty. But this is the United States of America. It's not the United States of the World Health Organization. And uh, I, I just don't see this going to its logical conclusion personally. Yeah, and, and Trump's not back yet, and he's not coming back anytime soon. We have to realize that this that this is not a snap of finger everything's going to be okay style uh, thing here. That should be obvious to everybody out there right now that there's no snap a finger quick fix to this. So, um, you know, what's, what's, what needs to happen 
is uh, is more people taking action at the local level, doing whatever they can. I mean, knock doors. If you can't do that, uh, find out how you can send out mailers. If you can't do that, uh, talk to your just talk to your neighbors. We, we've gotten we've been programmed to uh, stay in our houses and hate anybody around us. That that uh, you know, and we we've lost the ability to just make connections with our neighbors. And it, you know, it, myself included. You know, I don't I don't necessarily go walk just go knock on my neighbor's door. Or, hey, how are you? You know, um, so uh, there's a lot that we can do as far as uh, trying to help spread love, trying to help be understanding with the world around us and just doing what we can to be the red pill. Absolutely. Be the red pill you want to see in the world. Uh, TZ Burton over on Odyssey says, great show again, Zach. Abe, good to see you back. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate you. Uh, getting back to the idea of those red pills, you know, here's something that you guys might have seen earlier today, and y- you may have thought to yourself, well, gosh, I already knew that. Uh, we now have a video that's being widely released showing that uh, the Capitol Police opened the doors on the Upper West Terrace for people on January 6th. Uh, About 250 people were allowed to walk into the Capitol, and then later they got arrested. But you can clearly see on the video uh, that the doors are opened by the police. I mean, we already knew this, but we need to inform the rest of the world. We need to inform the rest of the United States who bought hook, line, and sinker the CNN uh, memo on terrorists in the Capitol on January 6th. That Clearly, it didn't happen. Um, You know, as somebody who was there, I'm sure you remember, Abe. I mean, there was discussion that there was going to be speakers at the Capitol. There were people telling us that there was going to be uh, a, a, a coordinated rally on the steps of the Capitol. Yep. All right. Uh, we, we thought President Trump was going to show up there. The last thing we thought was going to happen was that people were going to show up and then it was going to get violent. And they were going to be shooting tear gas and flash bombs and rubber bullets at us. But that's exactly what happened. Those cops were hungry. All right. Remember, we had just gone through the summer of love and they probably looked out at that crowd and said, you know what? Here's some people we can beat and get away with it because we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it in the spring. We couldn't do it in the summer. Uh, Now, here we are. Let's go ahead and get this out of our system. Clearly, that's exactly what they wanted to do. Uh, And, you know, I'm hoping once more that the committees looking into the weaponization of government have already seen this footage. I, I can't believe that they haven't seen it because this is coming from the DOJ. All right. The DOJ is releasing this footage and it's been everywhere already. We reported on this years ago. So the only thing we can do at this point is to continue to help amplify this message, continue to inform people about the true nature of January 6th, what really happened. You know, uh, how is it? How is it possible that protesters with Trump signs broke into the most secure and bomb proof building in Washington, D.C.? You could set off a nuke in downtown D.C., and the Capitol building would survive, probably. All right? Certainly, you could shoot a missile at it, and the Capitol building would survive. These doors don't open on their own. They are magnetically locked. Okay? So explain to me how they got in. Oh, okay. You don't have to explain it, because we got the video. We got the video of the police just allowing them to come in. Now, building on this, building on this, Rasmussen just did a poll of likely American voters. Over 60% of them believe that undercover government agents provoked the January 6th riots. That number continues to rise every single time they quiz the American people on this subject, Abe. Okay, and as it gets more and more and more and more people understand the true nature of what happened on that day, 
the more likely it is that people are going to demand accountability, as we have been demanding accountability since the day it happened. And accountability is coming. Also, if I never see a male foot or toes in an advertisement ever again, I will be a better person. Do me a favor. Anybody out there that does advertisements, I don't want to see men's feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, yes, more is definitely coming. 40,000 hours of video um, has now been released, at least to the people who are being persecuted by our government, mm-hmm. uh, so that the defense lawyers can finally uh, see through it and, and show how the doors were open. Now, there is some people who deserve what they're going to get on this front. Those those people who got a little bit wrapped up in what was going on there and stuff, um you know, that, that are, that are getting what they deserve, but these people are also the ones who helped create the scenario, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're the ones that walked in with the hammers and the ones that remember the guys walking by us in full gear and all that stuff. And we instantly saw it. We instantly called it out. We instantly separated ourselves from those people. And then as soon as we saw things going back, we were like, I'm out of here. We, we, oh, yeah. we worked as fast as we could to get the hell out of there. Cause we saw what was happening. The first thing they did was incite the crowd and gas themselves. Yep. Yeah. So that video is coming out too right now. So there's a lot more on that front that, um, that is interesting. And when you see, uh, um, how hungry they were, uh, oh, that, that one, that one, uh, um, that we shot at that guy that, that only killed him and incited the crowd. We're going to have to get, shoot more that, that video is out now. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, 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 um, there's a lot more on that to come. And when the, the proof comes out, the truth will be told that Nancy Pelosi coordinated with the, with the mayor of, of, of DC Bowser to make sure this happened. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. All right, you guys, we are approaching the end of the program. And I wanted to make sure that we had a chance to discuss this story about uh, Wisconsin, because Abe, it looks like Robin Voss is up to some new dirty tricks. Apparently, he is excising GOP members from the party because they voted for his opponent in the 2022 primary. What can you tell me about this? This is about as underhanded as it gets. Well, Janelle Brangen, who is the hero of of um, the grassroots movement that we helped try to get attention for for decertification in wisconsin Mm -hmm. uh and not just decertification but just getting awareness and making changes to the laws in wisconsin so that this doesn't happen again secondarily um raising awareness about how the united the uh wisconsin constitution was violated and uh and basic statutes in wisconsin not just in wisconsin but as an example were violated um robin voss rigged his own election right in front of all of us to give us a giant middle finger and say my little buddy, my 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 friend, um, uh, Paul, and 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 these other people in Wisconsin, we have control, and you can't tell us what to do. So they are going to learn some serious lessons about who's really in charge in Wisconsin in the very near future. And I can't wait for it to happen because these people just need to go away. Paul Ryan and his little band of idiots in Wisconsin that think they control the state, uh, they're going to learn some lessons, and you know. 
it's it's one example of every other state in the country that has a rhino establishment that controls how the voting process, the laws, and who wins works. The power of the purse that Robin Voss has in Wisconsin is not just Wisconsin. It is a, it is a a national establishment Republican Party, and they feel the grips of their power going away, and they're going to do whatever they can to hold on to that power as long as they can, and it's not going to be much longer. Yeah, I think you're right. So <clears throat> listen to this. Uh, the Racing GOP website membership sign-up and payment portal was removed in mid-January of this year. So that means no new members for the Racine County GOP. Uh, and they added new words to the bylaws pertaining to those who would be eligible to apply for membership. Uh, and now they're actually rejecting new membership and membership renewal applications. So uh, a couple dozen people, it looks like, have been denied membership. A couple of uh, people have been told they can't renew their membership. Abe, my question to you is, does uh, Wisconsin have a closed primary? Like, you must you be a Republican to vote in the Republican primary, or is it open? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Actually, I don't. I don't actually remember. I was only there for like a couple of elections. I, I registered as a Republican, and I think I you have to get a Republican ballot only, is what, okay. if I remember correctly. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So that sounds like a closed system. So, you know, it, it, if Robin Voss is able to successfully carry on with uh, with this plan, um, it would essentially ensure that he would be the candidate in the next general election. Because if you don't have people voting in the primary uh, because it's a closed primary, uh, then the only people that are left are the ones who are going to vote for Robin Voss. Then his opponent is not going to be able to beat him. So uh, clearly an underhanded methodology for uh, ensuring your own win. And I certainly hope that the people of Wisconsin – I mean Robin Voss, it seems like he's he's ripe for um, for recall uh, in, this, uh, in, in this term right here. Uh, clearly he doesn't have the best interests of Wisconsin voters uh, at heart. He's only interested in ensuring his own continued power. Uh, and uh, Robin Voss does not deserve to represent the people of there's, Wisconsin. There's plenty of evidence to prove that Robin Voss rigged his own election and should be yeah. recalled immediately. Yeah. Um, OK, one final thing. Uh, uh, Tommy the Scott thinks Fetterman is dead. I think it's possible that Fetterman is dead. Uh, but until I see proof of life, I, I don't know one way or the other. But I will tell you this. Uh, he is somehow sponsoring bills from a psych ward. Uh, and his uh, his spokesperson is out there on Twitter blocking reporters who ask questions about what's going on with Fetterman and how it's possible that he could be sponsoring legislation from inpatient treatment for depression. Um, you know, so if Fetterman isn't dead, I think he's probably brain dead or maybe he's in a coma or something like that. Uh, this is all just too a little strange. And uh, I think that Republicans in Pennsylvania are right to request proof of life. We need to see Fetterman on camera speaking, uh, you know, better yet, Let's do a public appearance. Have John Fetterman show up in public so then they can't deep fake it. Okay, have him show up, have him uh, speak to people without a monitor, without the ability to have it translated for him. And uh, and we'll put it to the test. We will see whether or not John Fetterman is alive or dead, because the longer this goes on, the more it looks like he's probably not alive anymore. All right, you guys, I'm going to go through these final thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Uh, Just Duckies, thank you for that cookie. Lou Ann V says, good afternoon, all. Nikki the Greek dropped a cookie. Lou Ann V 
says, I get my news from Drunk Pinata, whether I like it or not. CB Joey 321 says, hello, friends. Good to see you both. Good to see you too, Joey. Janice 17, thank you for the can. Inside Gino, thank you for the shades. Mountain Lace dropped a cookie. A. Allen God wins, says thank you, Zach and Abe, for all your hard work. Just Duckies says God is good. Thank you for reminding everyone the darkness can blind people, but God provides light. Amen to that. You know, it's, it's, if you find yourself completely ensconced in darkness, losing faith, losing hope, that is Satan creeping into your mind, okay? You cannot allow that to happen. Find something good in your life because I guarantee you there is beauty out there in the world. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you very much for that cookie. And then uh, if I could make one final plea, if you're over there on Rumble, you guys have 21, 2200 people over there, only 338 likes. Please hit that like button. It helps us get onto the leaderboard and it helps more people find the channel. Uh, my channel is still gradually growing. We've got 182,000 followers, but 182,000 followers does not equal 182,000 views. So I need your help to get the message out to more people. Abe, what do you got coming up that you want to make sure people know about? Uh, I would like it if you guys could um, uh, alert my true social. Um, I got uh, a couple months, uh, another month or so here of uh, of I'm going to have to kind of change my timing of when I do my shows. Uh, I, I started doing my show when nobody was live at 5 Central, <laughs> 5 Eastern, 4 Central. And everyone else figured out that did the analytics that I did and found that there is a huge audience at that time slot. Mm-hmm. And now I have a ton of competition. So I'm considering trying to change my time or format or things like that. Um, so I would like it if you guys could alert my true social so that you see when I go on. Uh, not every day I can go on at five central, but today I will be back at five central. Last night I ended up going late uh, because it was a beautiful day and I wanted to go get some sun. So, <laughs> um, you know, first time the sun's been out here around here in a while. So, um, and then just secondarily, just please keep the prayers coming. And if you can help me keep the lights on, I could really use your help on keeping the lights on front. It's been a rough go of it um, for several months here, and I could use your guys' support in any kind of way. But mostly thoughts, loves, and prayers. Keep Keep spreading love. Keep spreading prayers. God bless you all. God bless everyone here. God bless you as well, Abe. Thank you for being here, guys. I really appreciate it. I'm about to pass out these gold pills over here on the foxhole And without further ado, the scratch-off has been released. Until next time, guys, I'll be back today at 4 p.m. Eastern on Taking It Back on Badlands Media. Uh, And then I think that we actually have a a special VIP uh, event that we're doing at some point for uh, people who bought tickets to the Great American Restoration Tour. If you want your tickets, you can go to badlandsmedia.net. You can buy tickets there. There are still tickets available, and I hope to see you there in Arizona in April. So until then, guys, good luck and God bless. We'll see you tonight.